Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. You're in Delaware right now. <laughs> were there were there cheap flights? <laughs> I, I can't wait for someone to write a book on pandemic economics, like what flights are cheap, right. what flights are expensive, what goods are cheap, what goods are expensive. Because like, how much is a flight to the Ukraine right now? I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to go there. I want to go somewhere else. You want to go, go to Russia? Russia? I do. We could go to Russia through the Ukraine. I hear they're right next to each other. Are they close? Well, they used to be closer, but I hear there's this new country in between them now. Mm, Ru- Russia, Ukraine, yeah. or you, you, Russia. Right. Yeah, I, I hear that some people were like, "I'm sick of this." We, you know, we elected some official. We elected a president that we wanted years ago, and then some foreign power came in and took him out of power and put some other guy in power and we're not happy about it. And we've been getting done this deal for uh, a while now and we're done. And you know, obviously we're talking about the Ukraine, Russia tension, but uh, these provinces that have decided to become their own, uh, countries have have voted before after this coup during the Obama administration um, to become part of Russia and Mr. Putin said no I don't I don't want that I don't want the negative publicity that comes with that and I don't there's not really a financial incentive. You guys don't have enough in- infrastructure to make it worth it. And I feel like that's, again, what's going on, but they know it now, and they're like, well, we'll just be our own country because we don't want to be part of Ukraine. And I'm fucking jealous about that, that part. Probably not about where they live and the situations they're in, but the fact that they've become their own country and broke away from some tyrannical government. Uh, I mean, that's kind of cool, right? Well, it's the silver lining of all this, right? We've, we've been talking about this for maybe not the entire last two years, but once it became obvious that this was somewhat long-term, I think a lot of folks have been talking about how, yes, this is an overreach Yes, this is a lot of tyranny happening, but it's so obvious and so clear, so grotesque that it might actually force people into things like secession. It's forcing people to think about a better way, right? Like in the in the in the corporate world, we've been talking about this for the last year or so. The the great 
I believe we're calling it the great resignation. The idea that everyone has started working from home. And then as things started opening back up, the idea was, well, we did just fine without the middle managers. We did just fine working remote. We were just as productive. And you want us to come back into the office just so someone can micromanage us? I'm out. Right? So we've seen a lot of people change jobs. We've seen a lot of people move companies. And uh, that wouldn't have been the case if they hadn't had that initial negative event. So maybe the same could be said here. Like, I, I certainly don't think the things that led to this are ideal, but maybe that's what it takes. Yeah, I mean, people rearrange their lives according to the situation they're in. And you ask them to do it again, you know, they're like, fuck you. That's what's happening, right? Mm. Well, but, in, a, in a, side, a side version of that is, uh, I don't know if there's anything that creates more innovation than regulation. <laughs> well, I think the innovation just gets, unfortunately, I think it gets misallocated. Or it doesn't get, it's not misallocated, it's just allocated towards something that doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be a thing, you know, so. Right. The value judgment on that could be, you know, good, bad, ugly, should it be somewhere else. But let's be real. Are there any solutions more creative than those put forth by people trying to circumnavigate the government? No. And it just the, the amount of brain power that I put into that, I mean, could you imagine, I couldn't imagine what I could do with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. If I had so, something else to do with it. Uh, yeah. So similarly, we may not necessarily think this is the best way to get enlightenment, mm-hmm. but, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Maybe this is the opportunity for us to say, okay, how do we leave? So I've been following the Ukraine and Russia thing for a while. I think we've mentioned it way before this whole Russia Ukraine thing was happening again or popular. Right. Uh, but you know, Biden's president, so he's got a lot of ties to Ukraine, so there was bound to be a Ukraine event now that, you know, there was Ukraine-Russia events when Biden was in with Obama, and there's going to be again when he's when he's in as president, just like, uh, I guess, just like the Bushes, right? Bush Sr., we have an issue with uh, Iraq. Bush Jr., we have an issue with Iraq. Same thing. Oh, you're just seeing patterns where there are none. There are none. Typical yeah. human. Uh, so Hunter Biden, um, what's he doing now? Is he the vice president? I always forget who that is because they are never on TV or in the news. Yeah. I don't know. He's uh Is this a father son deal? Yeah, he's he's 
tag team in that bitch. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, you know? Um, Eiffel Tower? <laughs> Something like that. I'm sure there's pictures of it on his laptop. And when I say Eiffel Tower, I mean that's one of the other things you can visit with these cheap flights nowadays. That's right. You sure can. And, you know, this Ukraine and Russia deal really upset me at first uh, because it was just so obvious that it was, it wasn't what they said it was. This whole Russia's trying to gonna do this violent attack on because it just uh, I am no apologist for Putin. <laughs> the guy has done some evil things, I'm sure, to his own people. But the one thing that I have noticed about the man is he has been really quick to avoid military conflict out of his country. And he has been pushed many, 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 many times to do something stupid. And he has not done it. I'm not saying that he hasn't done it because he's a good moral person. I think it's more that his, the, the total GDP of Russia is minuscule. I mean, I think our military budget is more than four times the amount of the entire GDP of Russia. It's quite small. Um, so I don't think he, I think he likes to look like he's a major player in Russia, but he certainly doesn't want to have to prove it. You know what I mean? Um, but there's something cool about what's going on is because this country that now exists that didn't exist before is a small country made up of a small amount of people in a small area who probably for the most part agree on the way they want to live their lives. They probably have gotten it figured out because they live next to each other. They have to, you know what I mean? They're in a community. So there, there's probably a lot more agreement there than, say, you know, me with the rest of Georgia or Delaware, where I am right now. Uh, but um, they've got the backing of Russia right now. Like Russia is saying, we will protect you up to an, an extent they've got like small amount of peacekeeping units there. Right. Same thing we call our smaller military forces. We send in place peacekeeping units. Right. Um, but this is not done because Russia is, uh, bleeding hearts or whatever. It's, has more to do with um, 
probably trade uh, movement of goods. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of economic uh, advantages to being friendly with your neighbors as opposed to at odds, right? <clears throat> and uh, I think Russia, uh, Vladimir, or Russia, or whoever's advising him or whatever's going on there, um, I think they understand this and that's why they're uh, being friendly with him. Why does that matter to us here? I guess it doesn't that much that it's happening to those people there. Whatever, you know, Harris and Biden want to say, it really doesn't matter that much. We don't, there's no reason to, for us to have any military action over there for any of it. But, what it does do is open people who listen to this show's eyes a little bit to the idea of secession. And I'd like to, you know, just go over that with a couple of you guys. Think about, let's assume that, like, uh, like-minded people move to Texas and Texas said deuces we're out right and they started flying the Tex flag or whatever and then let's make it really fun let's just say like all the county said screw you Texas and we just and then we're just a coalition of counties that <laughs> really broke up but uh it was ours, right? Um, so we have a lot of trade um, agreements with different countries in the U.S. And those trade agreements come with a lot of baggage. Whether it be the the, the way we, the ports we got to bring them into, the, the, the type of who's allowed to unload uh, and all these regulations and whatnot and what have you is that have nothing to do with the best way to do things that have to do with protectionism for whatever self, whatever special interest group was self-interested enough to fund ex-politician during whatever time the bill was passed, right? And it just piles up and piles up and piles up and piles up and piles up to the to the point that a one cent toy from China costs twelve cents <laughs> to give it to your kids at a party or whatever. The little parachute man, right? That you can drop twelve cent. It would have cost you one cent, you know. But. <clears throat> If we, if Texas seceded, then the county seceded, whatever. Um, that would be out the window. It would be different companies that own ports competing to do it better, more efficient, faster, 
faster, better, and cheaper, right? Because each business would have that you can't get a leg up unless you've got the other one at, by at least one of those things faster, better, or cheaper. And then to really get going, you got to be better on two of them at least, right? And then they just compete, 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 compete. And next thing you know, everybody in the U.S. is getting their ship, their shit shipped through Texas. <laughs> and I mean, we we've talked a little bit about this earlier, right? And yes, America's going to be mad, but we'll be able to trade with. All these countries like Russia, Iran, anybody, uh, Libya. Let's not trade slaves, of course, even though that's legal and that's a Libyan thing now. Now that we came, we saw we killed them or whatever. <laughs> um, but we'll be able to freely trade with places. Um, and that's, that's says something. That's something that these countries will back us. Uh, not only the one, the, uh, the countries in the UN, but countries out of the UN will probably stand up for a Texas that is providing value. Now, I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding foundationally kind of where this is coming from, because if we go all the way back to the catalyst for this conversation, those, you know, eastern provinces in the Ukraine. Right. Is is that merely a catalyst for this conversation in us being able to rethink things, or do you think that they are, in fact, a model for us to move forward in terms of secession? I think they're a, a litmus test, maybe. Like, uh, I think that the U.S. is weak. The central government in the United States is weak. I think that the European nations are weak. I think that all central government right now is weak and it's a it's a facade it's that's why they're kicking and screaming so hard that's why Justin Trudeau can go yesterday and stomp in truckers heads that are send troops in to stomp their heads and kick them out for their little peaceful protest and then today get on the TV and go we're going to protect freedom. We're going to stop tyranny. And we're going to, you know, do all these things for freedom. And, and we'll send aid to Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But isn't that the same thing that these provinces are doing? Aren't they in the same way just bowing to power? Right? Like they're, they? they're claiming independence. Okay. But isn't it simply just them playing both sides? So if 
Ukraine wins at the end of this, they're independent, they do whatever they want. If Russia wins, they've shown that they are at least pro-Russia enough to not be invaded and taken over and well, see, I subject would, to the same violence that the rest of Ukraine would be, right? Are they that? Because that would be a legitimate uh, question. Like, uh, like I would really put thought into that if I thought that there was anything to the Ukraine and Russia battle. Like, I don't think there's any. There's no battle. There's no. There's no war happening. There's no war gonna happen. Like, I, the only the only people encroaching are UN people trying to get into Russia and closer to Russia through Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine itself wasn't attacking Russia. They were saying Russia's not going to attack them. I mean, it was just there's no war. I mean, I know if you watch the news, there's a war. Like what the other day they were saying like kindergartners were getting blown up, but like, and they have to be like, oh, that wasn't happening. You know, later at night, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, regardless of your take on war, not a war. Fact of the matter is, there is posturing, saber rattling, maybe you could say, on the side of Russia. So they are moving military equipment and personnel around, especially at the border of Ukraine. And I don't think it's any secret that. Putin is a man with his eyes on the prize. I think expansion is certainly within the realm of possibility here. So to your point, yeah, he doesn't want to have military violence. He doesn't want to have a war. But war doesn't just mean military engagement. I don't it's, think he it does It could want be expansion. infiltration, right? Like it could be that he goes into these eastern provinces and says— okay, let's get enough folks in here in the same way as, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you talk about those strategic libertarians taking over a town and infiltrating the government. If, if Russia does that to two provinces to slowly chip away at the Ukraine, mm -hmm. that's a whole lot less bloody and a whole lot more opaque mm -hmm. way of winning a war with Ukraine by attrition without ever having to fire a bullet. Yeah, and I just don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if there's no if there's no like violence being perpetrated, if if the only people who are the government who gives the government over to Russia is the ones taking stuff that doesn't belong to them. You know what I mean? But uh, that's under threat of violence. That's the same way that our police are able to... I'm sorry? ...confiscate goods and funds from our people. It's under threat well, of I mean, violence. Yeah, they're not being violent per se, but if you roll a tank up to the border of a province mm -hmm. and say, hey, you're going to vote to leave... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so if you if you start history at the time the tank gets to the border. But if you, you know, dial, you just hit rewind a little bit further and you realize, you know, all this was avoided by 
for one, not overthrowing the democratically elected official of Ukraine. And then after that, plenty of times by going, by many, many years before and after that event, just honoring the UN agreement that you're not going to put UN tanks and missiles on the border of Russia. And then threatening to do it over and over and over again because they've got a pipeline going to Germany for oil. I mean, you're not going to sit here and tell me that he's the aggressor when we're putting U.S. missiles via the U.N. on the border of Ukraine pointed at, at Russia. I mean, that's we're really fucking far away from Ukraine and Russia. Why the fuck are our missiles there? I would argue that that's our problem. And while I agree that we shouldn't be there, I don't think that that exonerates Putin. Just because, I'd say two wrongs don't make a right. Just because we are aggressing on him doesn't all of a sudden make him innocent. Well, here's the thing. They tried to become a part of Russia not that long ago. He didn't want them. They decided to be their own country. He said, I'll protect you. They had this planned. Those those new countries, I'm going to call them countries, because they've decided they're countries. Oh, so now you'll call someone something that they identify as? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They they said, you know, we're going to do this. Russia was like, we need to be strategic about this if you want our protection, right? And we can't just like, because it'll fall apart. It'll be bad, you know what I mean? So they probably a couple times tried to pretend like they were moving troops closer for, you know, training or whatever, and we kept... Oh, they're invading, they're invading, but it was probably always this. And then, you know, Putin, the strategic person he is, he toyed with us about it. You know what I mean? He made us look stupid many times because of it. And it's not me. He's not doing it to me. I don't I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't I just don't care. I I just don't. It's there's not any part of my body. That gives a flying fuck what Putin's doing. If if I can't even control what the fuck my money's doing. My money's killing people, threatening war on Russia, which is a nuclear power. Stuff like I I my money, my time away from my family is causing tension with a nuclear power on the border of it's country, not not like on our border or anything like that, defending that. My money is pushing us closer to nuclear war on their border. I don't like that. Well, and I, I completely agree with you. I just think that if we're going to, if we're going to take these eastern provinces or let's call them countries countries and use them as a model for secession it's probably 
pretty shaky foundation for us to model our secession based on the acts of countries who are forming as countries out of fear of Russia as opposed to desire to be I think it's more fear of Ukraine, but but whatever. I mean, I mean the, those those provinces have been historically pro-Russia provinces. They made a lot of money by trading with Russia, so they just identify that way better, right? Sure. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a it's, lucrative position to take for sure. Right. They they have never they have always kind of been those those areas of Ukraine have always kind of leaned towards the pro-Russia candidates and all that. It's just it's it's well known if you follow any of their like their politics or whatever. And why the fuck do I follow their politics? Because our country went in there and create and did a coup and like killed people and put Nazis in charge and it pissed me off. I wish I didn't know that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we funded that entire mission. It's awful what we did. Um so anyway, um no, I I don't think that this is a model. I think what this is is a is is a hot test for America. Like how powerful are you? Cuz these little countries aren't powerful. Russia's not that powerful, but they do have nukes. And they those these little countries don't have a lot to offer to Russia, but they have something. They have travel. They have whatever little goods they can ship. They have the potential for future um, friendships and uh, money-making endeavors, right? And it's enough, as of right now, to warrant Russia spending a little bit of money on their protection from the Ukrainian leaders coming in and saying, no, you're still Ukraine. So that's, that's something that's something because everybody says when we secede, the U S is, well, not everybody, but your skeptics say, Oh, the U S will just like run in and be, you know, take it back. Right. Um, and I want to say no, because the, just the money incentive, you can't like, you can tell everybody you're, you're, you're back. Right. But like, if the people don't in that state, just don't believe it anymore. They're just not going to do it. Right. You would have to force them violently to do it. And then the money, the, the, that whole state or country or province or whatever it is becomes, you know, barren. It doesn't make money anymore because the incentive's gone. People just stop. All the production value goes away. Well, and that's the question I think it, it raises is who is our Russia? If we are a coalition of Texas counties 
at least to start, we would need to engage in commerce pretty swiftly with Mexico. I mean, that's just, that's the cl- quickest people we can get goods to. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know that I know that it sounds crazy or like, but it's not the old days. It, we have the internet now. If and we have 24 hour national news. If Texas leaves and Mexico can, you know, freely send us whatever and we can send them whatever and there's no, none of this other BS in the middle of it and all these companies want to do business with us in Texas really quick, everybody else is going to want to in 24 hours, you know? Well, I'm not saying that this is something that I agree with, but when I talk about the state of things, that internet that you're talking about, a lot of that utility and infrastructure is American owned and not Texas owned. So I feel like there's a lot of local infrastructure and connectivity out to the world that we would need to create prior to doing that. Yeah, that that's also one of the reasons why I'm just choosing Texas as one of those places because there already is a big tech conglomerate building a new basically Silicon Valley in Texas for that reason. So uh it's it's already being developed in Texas. So I mean that's that's uh a place it's it's already far enough along you know what i mean there's already a lot of moves i mean look at social media uh, with all the 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 silicon valley control and whatnot i mean twitter i i tweet i twit i twat a lot on the uh you, you tweedle yeah um but it's shit. It's it sucks compared just a few years, just before COVID, Twitter was so much better, man. It is, it shoves the the corporate media down your throat now. It shoves all that shit right up in your face and tries to hide every fucking thing you care about. Now, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, you could still get to the shit you want to see, but you've got to fucking, I mean, you've really got to start swiping to even get to anything. I don't Uh, know. I I think it it generally produces all the content that I need to see and and want to follow. I've curated my feed to where I only see things that I want to look at. Like the brand new Kia Optima. Yeah, the one you can't get because they don't have any fucking chips. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, there's not. A... What an exercise in futility! Advertising things you can't even deliver. <laughs> yeah, you had me going for a second. <laughs> like this motherfucker has found a way to like 
cheat the algorithms of Twitter and he hasn't said shit to me. <laughs> yeah, what if that was the way to turn off the algorithm is like the Konami code? <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right. And then all of a sudden everything just makes sense. And you're like, oh, these are the things I follow and only the things I follow. Sounds good. Oh, that son of a bitch has been... <laughs> It just had like his great Twitter feed this whole time and said shit to me. And why the fuck isn't he commenting on my tweets? Then? <laughs> I have not seen a single one of your tweets. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Damn it, man. Yeah, that that would have been. We would have, you'd had to buy me a beer over that one for sure. <sighs> yeah, I'd owe you one on that one. Yeah. But your your point is well taken. Like the, the internet content is a little rough, which I think we can do something about. But I, I spend a lot of time talking to people in tech and people who have a wide range of beliefs I'm sorry. Political systems and tech, right? <laughs> How wide but, is that range? It's, oh. Is it like, is it like this wide? Because <laughs> it, it, I mean, maybe it's gotten a little wider. Has it gotten? I I appreciate some of the folks in like uh, the like Liberty slash Odyssey community. They've helped with that a lot to broaden those horizons. But yeah, for the most part, tech is a bit of a monoculture, which is interesting because they are obsessed with what I would consider superficial diversity, like, uh, you know, race, gender. (laughs) Things that don't matter. Yeah, I know. And they're, they're (laughs) almost, they're almost on it when they start talking about lived experience. Because then you actually do get diverse they're, ideas and diverse thoughts. They're like, my time as an elf. I was Lord of Warcraft. The, the elves were enslaved. Couldn't imagine being an elf again. They get close. They circle around the right thing, but then they just miss it. Uh, yeah, until it's like uh, women. And then like they're not on board with the whole gender thing because they're like all the characters are very sexy. Either way, if you go all the way to the most liberty-minded within those circles, (laughs) you see people talking about cryptocurrency. You see people talking about Tor. You see people talking about things like that. But all of these things presume a robust infrastructure that is able to get you to that internet. Yep. Which is what is being built in Texas, right? now right now millions and millions of dollars there is a billionaire creating that right now many many companies are moving there because of it a billionaire you say what is her name i don't know i don't know i don't know his name i've listened to him many times (laughs) uh he's recruiting talent that's the hardest thing he's got that's the hardest problem he's got is just 
talent scared because people don't believe this shit. This is the thing that's the craziest part about it is the woke BS. People don't really believe it. All the people you talk to, they don't fucking believe it. It's, it's, they're scared not to be part of that because they know what happens when you're not part of that. It's a way for the corporate system to control you and they're controlled. Nobody fucking believes it. I mean, real people don't believe this shit. Real people don't believe your self-worth is determined by your amount of melatonin shit in your system, whatever. <laughs> melatonin. That's in that the sleepy shit. <laughs> Melanin? Yeah. It has nothing to do with how much turkey you ate. <laughs> L-tryptophan? <laughs> Nobody... Nobody believes this shit. It's just, it's all BS. Nobody gives a fuck. If if you're the best at something and you have a dick, it's no different than if you're the best and you have a pussy. Like, there are very little things out there that's going to change. I swear to God, even in MMA, if there was a chick out there that could just kick everybody's ass. I mean, everybody's ass. She would be like, way it's so goddamn popular. You know what I mean? It's it's not like if she was kicking all the dudes' asses and shit like that. It's just, it's it just nobody believes it. It's it's made up for my to control you. That's it. There's a few people out here who will knock on doors and believe that that Nazi, that, that, you know, the cheapest Nazi flag on the internet right now is, is hanging out outside of black bookstores in what Providence, Rhode Island. It's not a fucking plant or some bullshit, you know, for Twitter. I just feel like if you're going to infiltrate a movement, like go to the second page of results. <laughs> like do not get the cheapest flag that you get when you Google Nazi, right? Like <laughs> at least iron out the fold lines. I don't know. <laughs> right. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not even mad at your attempted at infiltration. I'm just mad that you didn't do a better job. <laughs> What was that? Like, right after Biden got in, there was that group. There was supposed to be some militia. And they were leaving the Washington Monument. And they were all masks, right? They were all marching out in their military-looking pants and being all the shaved head, white supremacy-looking, right? And it was like this image for, like, well, these what extremist right-wing groups or whatever on the news and every one of them that came out was like physically fit nice trim and you know what i mean like just these health bodies coming out and then they the group really exists out there right but it's a very small group of people it's a militia 
they have some fucked up views and they have some good ideas too they're not like it's not all and they're not white supremacists or anything like that but they i certainly don't agree with a lot of you know some of their things but anyway so you look at the people that are in it (laughs) they're not built like that they're not in shape they're old they're old white dudes with beer bellies you know what i mean like they couldn't they couldn't do five push-ups most of them you know what i mean like, i always look for the tactical watch right all of the three-letter agencies are really good <laughs> and consistent at the tactical watch right sometimes they'll go with or without sunglasses sometimes they'll go with or without the shorts yeah the fitness is pretty consistent but you can find that a lot of places, but that watch, yeah. oh, that's a tell every time. Well, when you're talking about militias and whatnot, like most militias are old military guys. It's people old enough to recognize the word militia. Right. And so they're not in great shape, you know? A lot of them are missing their legs from diabetes, man. <laughs> like they got their gun on their wheelchair, you know? And and bless their heart, you know, they, they, they mean well and they're trying to defend their liberties or whatever they think, right? But when you see them marching out of the Washington Monument and they all look like the, you know, the poster child for every military man, uh, you know something's up. So, anyway, Twitter. Or whoever you are, I'll just call you Jesse Smollett. Whatever, whatever you're doing out there, you're doing a smoothie or whatever fucking Chappelle says. Uh, I just don't believe it. I, I've I've never seen Nazi stuff like that because I remember when I was little, there were white supremacist things down in Georgia, like way out somewhere you could there'd be enough of them they they'd get together and they'd do a little talk or something in a town and even back then people would be like get the fuck out of here you know like everybody was annoyed by it but um even in the like way up north and or like the really small towns people would be annoyed by it anyway it wasn't it wasn't a Nazi flag. It would be like, uh, you know, chapter whatever flag, and then they'd have their colors and whatever symbols. It, it wasn't Nazi flag, so they didn't fly like a like a swastika, like a like the German Nazi flag. They, I guess they flew their flag, whatever it was. They had their own flag. Well, and just use your common sense when it comes to the aesthetic. We've come across in our punk rock days many a skinhead. There's some overlap there. Yeah. When was the last time you saw an even partially attractive Nazi? Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Been a while. Again, just be better. Like, be better at casting 
be better at props. You would think that with the control over Hollywood that the state has, they'd be better at creating this fiction. Yeah. Romper Stomper with, uh, what's his name? Gladiator. Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, yeah, that was the last. He was pretty attractive in that. He, he was a specimen of a man back then. I know he wasn't a real Nazi, but like <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen that I can remember. He was, uh, is is that what we've accidentally discovered? Is that because Hollywood has to cast at least somewhat attractive people that we've conditioned ourselves to think that Nazis look a certain way? And then yeah. when we cast them to infiltrate other groups, we cast... Hollywood yeah. versions as opposed to what they would actually look like? Well, government funds most movies anyway. So, like, Hollywood and government are kind of together. That's so what I'm saying. I think they're if just we, like... If we conditioned just, ourselves to say, well, oh... Do people believe that shit on Twitter? I, don't, I mean, I don't think Would you real. say most people or all people? Uh, most people, maybe. Do you think so? I don't think so. I think they believe it because they're not offered an alternative. I think if you went like, I I think if you just brought up the flag, like the flags for sale, and then just showed all those little videos that have been popping up, it's always that same flag that's the cheapest one on Amazon right now or wherever, you know, not Amazon, but, you know, whatever site sells the flag. I don't want to call out whoever's doing it. Can you buy one on Amazon? Yes, you can. Interesting. Should you? I don't know. Depends on what you want to do with it. I wonder if they call it a movie prop to get away with selling it. Right, yeah. Well, you can buy a a German, what do they call this? The, The Nazi money. Oh, you're talking about Confederate notes? It's a trap, and there's no comfort fitting in a